Ladies, are you ready to convert your leads into sales without making it weird? Even if you're an introvert, you can build an arsenal of attraction. How? My guest today, Elena Ciccatelli, shares her sales expertise. She gives her strategy into building an evergreen sales funnel that you can put on autopilot. Even if you have one client, Elena will teach you how to nurture that client and the steps to future sales, all without making it weird or scary. Get ready to grow your business, ladies. Hey there, mom boss. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast, where we dive into personal branding, how to build our businesses on social media, learn some really cool marketing hacks, all while balancing family life. And don't forget, we do it the fun and easy way. I'm Allison Scholes, once a corporate marketing coordinator, a teacher, and now photographer and podcaster. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. Go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, put on your comfy sweatpants, and hide in your closet. Let's get this party started. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are chatting with Elena all about leads and sales for online businesses. But before we dive into our amazing topic today, Elena, welcome to the show. And please take this time to introduce yourself and tell us about your business. Thank you, Allison. Thank you for having me on the show. I am a huge fan of your podcast and congrats on getting that 5k milestone, which is amazing. Um, yes. Yeah, so I am, uh, my name is Elena. I am currently a, a sales manager at Lyft, which is if you don't live in the US, it's the competitor to Uber. And uh, my side gig, or I should say my uh, passion is uh, sales coaching. So I have a sales coaching business and I help nine to five entrepreneurs get their sales in order and make sure that they're closing deals and um, specifically service-based entrepreneurs in the online space. So I've been loving it. It's been really a whole lot of fun and I'm excited to talk about this topic today. I am too. And I have to mention, Elena, you also have a podcast, the Sidekick Central podcast, which is amazing. And I love all the information that you were putting out there for entrepreneurs. So listeners, if you have not already subscribed to the Sidekick Central podcast, make sure you do. Okay. Thanks, Allison. <laughs> you're welcome. All right. <laughs> so I'm just going to say this word, sales. And if you're listening and when you hear the word sales, go ahead and insert the emoji that pops to your head. For myself, it's either the eye roll emoji or it's the eyes bugging out of the head emoji because let's be honest, a lot of entrepreneurs hate the word sales or they simply say, I'm bad at sales. But Elena, I think you would agree that we need a strategy to convert leads into sales if we want to grow our online business. So what is an evergreen sales strategy and why do we need one? Yes, yeah, such a great question. And just to back up a teensy bit. So the reason why I'm so passionate about sales coaching is because as you had mentioned, the side gig central podcast, you know, your side gig is going to stay a hobby unless you can make some sales, right? Let's be right. real. It's not a real business unless you have sales. So, um, that in that way, um, I feel like sales is such a critical component to your journey as an entrepreneur and your journey to building a sustainable business. So with that said, 
evergreen sales strategy, um, you know, you don't need a PhD in business management to understand how to make this work for you. So simply put, evergreen sales is putting together a funnel or a system, a system of events that you can put on autopilot and that you can uh, basically set it and forget it and then you are not consumed in the everyday hustling of selling um, to all different people at all times. Um, so we'll just take a very, very basic funnel. Um, and again, I'm trying not to use too much jargon here, but say for example, you have a lead magnet, something that is very, very high value, uh, something that you know your ideal customer is really wanting to learn about or to uh, you know, develop their skills in this way. You capture their email address and then from there, ideally this is all automated, right? Use the robots <laughs> to your advantage here. Uh, you are then going to put that opt-in into a series of, I don't want to say sales emails, but value-filled uh, customer journey emails that are going to then fire off in two, three, four-day increments. And from here, you can really insert your personality. Again, keep showing up with value because I think with an evergreen sales funnel, if you can provide some really quick wins for your potential client, they're already feeling like, wow, I already got so much value from Allison, or I already got so much value from Elena. Like it's kind of then in their mind, they're already opting into you as an expert and they're opting into you as the idea of, okay, I'm going to trade my dollars for their skills and expert expertise. So in a lot of ways, you're using sales psychology and you're able to, to, to get these little tiny mini wins along the way, along the customer journey. So then when you're at email number five in your sales funnel in your evergreen sales funnel and you present, Hey, I have a strategy call that you want to hop on, or I have a, uh, you know, uh, some sort of your, your course or your paid program. Then that person is like, yeah, I mean, I've already gotten so much value like this. This just makes so much sense. So, um, you don't have to get in the weeds on how complex your evergreen sales strategy is. Um, but you just, you want to make sure it's automated, right? Because you're going to encounter new prospects at all times. And again, you want to use those robots to your, to your advantage. So that in a nutshell is really what evergreen means. It means that it's always fresh. You're, you're introducing your, your knowledge and expertise and, you know, people are, people are going to get to know you. That's the cool thing about the, the evergreen funnel. I was just going to say that I was going to point that out. Like that's another, um, I think a key element to having an evergreen funnel is to build the no like, and trust factor. Because think about when you are looking at someone's services that you have found online, nobody just instantly buys from anybody. They first want a little taste of what that person has to offer and then they're going to get on the email list. And then once they are getting so much value from that person, you are building the know, like, and trust factor. And once they trust you, that is really when they start to buy from you. So I love that you talked about putting that evergreen sales strategy on auto 
pilot because then you're just letting it do the work almost for you. It does take some time to build that, but it's so worth it. Now, what I come across is a lot of entrepreneurs are service-based. There's a lot of people that have product-based um, things that they sell, but in my opinion, I think a majority of mompreneurs mainly have service-based. So why is selling a service online so difficult? Like for me, I'm always, I feel like I'm always saying like the wrong things. Yeah, this is, this is a very, very common pain point for a lot, like you said, for service-based entrepreneurs. And I think a lot of it has to do with, with trying to get the big major wins up front. And I wrote about this on Instagram a little while ago, and it said something to the effect of, it's still a warm lead, you just gave up too soon, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. we think that the sales process is going to be very quick. Like I'll take the, the job that I'm doing currently <laughs> at Lyft. I'm in B2B, right? It's a very service-based uh, sales environment. Sometimes that sales process can take 30 to 60 days. But again, I'm going after clients with like six and seven figure revenue here. Now, if we take that sales process, we'll say it's a 30 day sales process. And, you know, maybe you're not selling a, a really, really high <laughs> ticket uh, offer, right? Maybe it's somewhere in the uh, three figure or maybe even two figure, you know, maybe it's a lower ticket offer. But the, the concept of the sales process is still there. You have a lot less decision makers, right? So, you know, who the stakeholders are in that in that sales process, you right? So say that you're I'm just gonna say photographer, right? It's a service-based business, you're selling to brides maybe to go and photograph their wedding. Two stakeholders at most, right? The bride and the groom, unless there's a really crazy mother-in-law, maybe three <laughs> stakeholders, you don't know, right? So in that situation. Right. So you, then you can say, all right, maybe the sales process is a little bit less than that 30 day cycle. But if if they don't give you the yes and the add to cart and the credit card information off the bat, like after that week of you conversing with them, do not give up on that lead. Still continue to nurture them, still continue to maybe even educate them on things that you can help them with in your space, because um, you never know in what capacity you can possibly work with that person. Yes, the, 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 the ideal situation is they're trading dollars for your service, but what about maybe partnering with someone, creating an ally, maybe in a different space? Maybe that prospect that you've been going after is in a, you know, a, a different industry and they could be a cross-functional partner for you. Sorry, too much jargon. That was Silicon Valley talking. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. No cross-functional partner. I was talking about, <laughs> talk about instead someone who you can legit work with who is maybe another person in that industry that, that you could reach out to and maybe um, you know they will use you down the line. So my point here is very long-winded, but do not give up on that lead you know, just because the sale wasn't instantaneous. Now, if they give you a hard no, and I'm sorry, they moved on, that's okay too. If they opt out of your email list, that's okay too. It happens. We get 
attrition. We get churn with, you know, with, within our lists and things like that, but that's okay. Um, I think as long as you keep it professional and as long as you keep the message to educating and I'm going to be your ally in this, we'll just say wedding, right? I'm going to be your ally in this wedding right here. You're going to be way more likely to land the sale than if you didn't position yourself that way. And I love earlier, you brought up the word nurture. And I think that's what we need to remember when we are offering our services online is don't always have the sale as your goal because that'll just drive you crazy. I think you just need to nurture and nurture and nurture your audience. Because what happens is when you nurture your audience, I find that you become memorable. And maybe that person says no, but when they remember you, and you're at the forefront of their brain, they might recommend you to somebody else. So just because the sale might end with that person doesn't mean it's over. You are opening up your audience to other people because now you're making your stuff shareable and become memorable. And I think that's where the magic happens is when you nurture your audience. So I have a question for you. Yeah, right? Yes. Okay, so what if I only have one client? How do I build from this and put systems in place to get fully booked? Yes. Okay. One client. We've all been there, right? So we're building this thing. You're building your brand from zero. You got one client. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your best friend. Who cares? That one client, you are going to treat like a king or a queen. They are the ultimate VIP client. And The reason why I'm saying this is because not only are you going to learn, you're going to learn a lot from this very first client, right? But you're going to be able to tailor your future offerings or your future services uh, based on the feedback that you're going to be getting from this first very important client. So a couple of things here. So the first is you want to work on, uh, so you're stabilizing your revenue. You're thinking about how can I serve this person in the best possible way, right? Trading dollars for your service. All right, got it, done. Now, we want to get even deeper into what the pain points are for your, for your VIP client right here. This is the part where I would go the extra mile and schedule account reviews with this person. I would go in. I know we're in a a weird state of affairs at the moment, but Zoom is always a great place to Google Hangouts, whatever you prefer, just so you can make that connection with your eyeballs, with your client, jump on there, you know, 10, 15 minutes, review all of the things, all of the deliverables that you've gone through with that client, checking in, how is this working? How is this feeling? You're really getting um, some real-time feedback. So, and then from there, once you do all of this, you're building an arsenal of, um, arsenal of attraction. I don't know if I just coined a new phrase, but maybe, um, maybe. So I like that. An arsenal. <laughs> so you're building an arsenal so that you can then share those things on what you're doing with your email list, with your social media following on your blog, on however you choose to show up online. And then you're then setting that customer up. Obviously, they're getting phenomenal results from you. They're loving working with you. Then the ask for the testimonial is going to be so easy. You, you know, they're 
probably going to write you a novel of how amazing the experience was to work with you. And then you're also setting the stage for referrals like Allison, like you had mentioned uh, prior about really honing in on um, the ask for the referral. Cause sometimes people get tripped up in that. They're like, eh, I don't know. I feel kind of, I feel kind of weird or in my weird Italian way, I say, Oh, I feel scumbarish, but don't feel scumbarish. You gotta feel, you don't feel weird about it. Right. You gotta like, you set the stage ahead of time. So then it's like so, so super easy to just flip that switch. And then that, that testimonial rolls in now leveraging all that information, leveraging that arsenal that you now have. Now you have social proof. Now you can go on stories, Facebook live, your email list, however you're communicating with prospects and say, you know, of course, permission based, Hey, this is the amazing experience I had with Brenda. Let's, this could be possible for you. So then it starts like that snowball of social proof. And then again, that person that you, that you treated like a king or a queen, they're going to be a repeat customer. That's exactly how I built my, my personal training company 10 years ago. Cause I was very heavy into B2C sales that's how I built my company. It was just like VIP to the max. And you will be surprised how far that, that will take you. That's really cool. I love all that information. And just to go back to testimonials, just for a bit, I find it almost laughable that we are afraid to ask for testimonials, but I think we need to come from a, a point of we're just being genuine. So I am not afraid now to ask for testimonials for my podcast because I just say, hey, if you are loving the podcast, your testimonial helps the podcast grow and it helps me deliver more content to help you. So like, just make it genuine and almost make it like that, uh, almost like a collaboration between you and your clients. If you put it in yes. that form, the testimonial is just so much easier to ask for. Yes, yes, absolutely. And another trick here that works really, really well, and this is a Silicon Valley tip and trick I'm going to give to you. They call it quarterly business reviews, but it's actually disguised as a testimonial. Okay. So all of the, what I was saying about the account review, that is all of the stuff that you can utilize to your advantage. And you can even the invitation to guys write this down the invitation to go and do a quarterly business review is your invitation to get them to do a testimonial all you need to say is i want to feature you in x y and z and what does your calendar look like it shows that you're respecting their time frame i guarantee you they will get get back to you within that day you'll set the time you'll get the testimonial it works every single time <laughs> I love that. I want to feature you instead of just saying, Hey, can you give me a testimonial? I want to feature yeah. you. I love that. Cause you are using the word you and you are almost putting your VIP client up on a pedestal and they like that feeling. <laughs> oh, the ego. Yes. Right? It's like, yes, I want to like, just it, no, but, it, but see, it, it just serves us so many different levels because again, I know, I know in the online space, we're always talking about, serving not selling serving not selling and that's like the ultimate like just wrapping it up in a big old bow um to to move your business forward right that's what we want that's that's the goal of sales okay so what is the best piece of advice you can share with mompreneurs who avoid the whole sales process oh yes the whole sales process so i think the, the biggest misconception 
that I, that I hear from clients that I work with um, in my sales coaching business, a lot of them are saying, well, I feel I'm very, I'm an introvert, right? I feel like I need to be an extrovert or very like this gregarious personality to get people to pay attention to me. I feel a little bit weird going on camera, just talking. I need a script. Like I'm not. So those, those are things. And again, we're talking about online service based businesses and you, Allison, you know this so well, you need to show up online. You have to, it's, it is a requirement guys. You absolutely have to. So whatever you need to do to get over that fear of being on camera, talking to the camera, like you're talking to your best friend, writing, like whatever uh, communication style feels good for you, you have to start to get over it. So um, and Allison, you and I had, had talked about this a couple of times where, you know, it's, it's posting that selfie of yourself, even if it's just baby steps from there and talking about how you turned a really bad situation into a good one and you helped a client. And then it's baby steps into, all right, hopping on, we'll say Instagram stories, which does disappear in 24 hours. Right. <laughs> no, no harm, no foul. If you feel like it was very terrible, you can delete if you do like, so it's, again, it's just building that confidence and it does, and it takes a lot of time. So, so mom, mompreneurs, especially you guys are so strapped for time. It's like, that, that big, that, that kind of like weird voice in the back of your head, like, who am I to even like talk about this topic? Just take little steps every day to see if you can refine your message because it will get better. Practice is really going to help you and you'll be able to find your voice. And really quick story here. Um, back when I first started my podcast, I would script every single episode. I think Allison, I the episode, <laughs> episode, I think the episode that I had you on, I don't, I think it was like 19 or something. I scripted every single little thing because I didn't trust my voice yet. But now, uh, I'm not, I'm not as far into podcasting as you are, Allison. What am I up to? 42 episodes later, I can now do bullet points and then just speak to those bullet points and and be done with the introduction and actually have a conversation with my guests instead of like oh what I have so it takes time it takes time to figure out what your voice is and people people connect with you on your message people will um uh connect with you on that no like and trust factor when you feel really confident in your voice so so start that journey on on being comfortable with your voice and here's the other thing you're talking about voice. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are confused and they feel that they have to have their brand voice defined before they can start talking. And actually it's quite opposite. You actually have to start voicing and getting out there and talking and then you will clarify your brand voice. Like it's actually the other way around. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh, that is so true because <laughs> you are constantly evolving. If you're not evolving, you're not learning and you're probably not uh, making any sales because you're also not listening to the feedback that you're getting from potential clients. I think one of the things that I, I really love about getting on video is that I can get feedback in real time from potential customers and current clients and 
take their feedback and then I have five posts for the, for the rest of the week where I have, you know, uh, six, seven blog posts all right now because I'm ha- that dialogue is, is, is there for a reason. That's awesome. So what is something you wish you would have known sooner when you started your online business? Um, I, th- a couple of things I <laughs> wish there's <laughs> always a lot, there's a long list here. So I like to think of myself as an experienced entrepreneur, but you are always, always learning. And I think the biggest, um, the biggest thing that I wish I had uh, gotten over sooner was that not every single piece of educational content or sales content is going to resonate. Okay you're going to have to go through a couple of iterations. And I actually even said this to one of my clients the other day. I was like, we just need to get this launched over with so you can already hear the critic crickets and get past the crickets and go to the next thing. Like it's like, right. It's, 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 it's inevitable, right? You're um, so getting over the fact that not everything is going to get a warm reception. Not everybody's going to connect with it. You're, joke could completely bomb, (laughs) but just get over it and keep going. I think the biggest, um, the biggest mistake, if you could call it that, um, earlier in my entrepreneurial career was that I would take it so personally and I would take it to heart and be like, Oh man, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sound like me, but I'm struggling with it, but in a lot of ways, it's a good thing because then you're like, okay, it's like a laboratory. It's like a science experiment. It's like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, and, and you eventually find the right concoction, the right recipe. And it's just learning by doing, I think it was Cheryl Sandberg, um, from Facebook that said that you need to just, you need to jump in and just learn by doing. And I, wholeheartedly agree with that. Your story sounds so similar to mine because if I wish I could go back and like kick myself in the pants because my problem was (laughs) I was consuming way too much content instead of creating my own and just putting it out there for the world to see. And once I got out of my own way and stopped worrying about what everyone else is doing and started just doing my own thing, that's when things really turned around in my business. So Thank you so much for all of the valuable information you provided us today. So where can we find you or connect with you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. This is a blast. I always love talking to you, Allison. It's always a fun time. Uh, Yeah, definitely connect with me on Instagram. I am on there way too much. Uh, You can find me at SideGig Central is my handle. Uh, You can also visit me on my website, which is SideGigCentral.com. Uh, shoot me an email, which is Elena at sidegigcentral.com. And also I do have a 30 day calendar. We're talking about with the clients. Uh, if you have one client and you want to build from there, I have a 30 day calendar of every single action that you could take, um, to build your uh, client base and be able to generate more sales. Um, so probably throw that in the show notes with your permission, Allison, and that's where you can find me. Super cool. I will make sure all of that information is in the show notes. So thank you so much, my dear, for being on the show today. Of course. Thanks, Allison. Thank you for tuning in today. If you love today's episode, 
then please head over to iTunes, social media for mompreneurs, and leave a review. Your review helps grow the show. And don't forget, head to bossladyandsweatpants.com to grab all my freebies and hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.